Welcome to Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra. Hey guys, I'm Jasmine. A registered dental hygienist. What does your tongue say about you? Traveler, fashionista, and home lover. She's obsessed with teeth. There's my teeth. And loves making people smile. <laughs> Enlightening, honest, funny. Sweet Jiminy Crickets. And always true to herself. Don't compare yourself to others. This is Just Floss It. Now, here's Jasmine. Hey guys, welcome. You are here with Jasmine and you are turning into Just Fawcett Podcast. And I actually have a very special guest with me. Hey, I'm Simone. And we are actually sitting in my walk-in closet, looking at clothes, acting like maybe middle school, would you say? Yes, it's very intimate in here, guys. Let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me back to when I used to hide like my phone calls with like boys that I used to like or boyfriends at the time so stupid when yeah you thought- jasmine who do you want to prank call right now <laughs> i know we should totally prank call someone who would be a good one i say one of our doctors would be kind of funny Ooh, that would be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i pick uh dr capadia i don't know Ooh. if dr Maradian would be as should we tell his him his refrigerator is running yes absolutely he should, go catch he it. should definitely go catch it <laughs> All right. So, Simon is a practicing hygienist. How many years have you been a hygienist for? I have been a hygienist now for about four and a half years. Wow. You definitely upped me by two and a half more years. Hey, well, we all started somewhere. And I remember when you came into my office and you shadowed. I know. I was so, so nervous. And I don't even know why, because I didn't really have a job or a duty to do. It was just sit there and watch you guys. <laughs> but she did so great. I could tell from that moment that she was going to make an excellent hygienist. So where did you go to hygiene school? I went to a little community college school. Uh, shout out to all the community college hygienists out there. <laughs> uh, it was called Cerritos, um, which is located in Orange County in California. Well, how would you rate the school one to 10? Like, what was your experience like? Would you recommend it to other students that are pursuing hygiene? I would a thousand percent recommend checking out Cerritos. I loved it there. The teachers are amazing. Um, shout out to all my amazing dental hygiene professors. Um, it felt like we were family there and felt like they really cared about how well we did. And we re they were really there to support us. I love that. I really love that. I felt definitely the same way about our professors, although sometimes I wish I wish there was just a little bit more guidance and that we got a little bit more help in finding our patients. Did you guys have to find your own patients for your clinic? We did, but um, we worked uh, all throughout inner city L.A., so we are having patients basically fed to us <laughs> every week um, that have maybe never had a cleaning in their lifetime, so they made excellent board patients. Do you ever have to search for patients or, or go look for them, or you would just say they mostly came to your guys' clinic? They all came to our to our clinics, and um, we kind of watched out for each other. So, you know, my friend Angie, who was in the program with me, she found her board patient pretty fast, and she was actually about to clean this next patient, and she said, hey, Simone, come over and look at this, and he made an excellent board patient. So it worked out. We were all there for each other, but yeah, it wasn't actually too hard to find my board patient. See, for us, it was kind of completely different. We had to search for a lot of our 
our patients. So I actually found mine at my local free dental clinic in Simi Valley. And through volunteering there either once or twice a week or every other week when I could, uh, she was kind enough to allow me to have some of the patients or overflow of patients that needed deep cleanings there. So I was able to find patients that way or through the swap meet or to be honest with you, ugh, I would kind of show up at the fields by Oxnard College because there's a lot of strawberry fields or lettuce fields, whatever there may be around there. And that's kind of how I found my patients. That's awesome. I know that you have to some people have to search really hard. And that's why I really liked Cerritos was that they had that kind of clinic mentality there. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that or, man, wish that we had the same opportunity as well. So I guess if there's a choice between Oxnard and Cerritos or you have an option, maybe Cerritos might be a better place for you to attend just for that reason. Yeah, I definitely did have the choice because I actually live closer to Oxnard and um, Cerritos actually was just way more appealing to me. Um, that was one of the biggest reasons why. How many different schools did you apply to? Um, I actually only applied for two um, because when I was applying, those were the only two that were accepting. So was it Cerritos and Oxnard? West West L.A., actually. Oh, West L.A. At the time I was applying, Oxnard was actually not accepting applications because they had had budget cuts. So they were only accepting applications every two years. Yeah, I remember that. That was a difficult time for a lot of students because they had to wait two years if they wanted to attend there, if they didn't get in their first try. Yeah, so I didn't feel like waiting. So I said, what the hey? And I applied to two and got into both. (laughs) Wow. So ultimately, you chose Cerritos. Was there a reason? Like, did you have a friend going there? Did you trust that school more? I actually didn't have any friends out there, and it was actually way further Um, But I attended both schools orientations and I just got a way better gut feeling from Cerritos. But that was just for me. I know that there were plenty of other hygienists that went to West L.A. and loved it there, too. There is another important question that I get asked all the time, and it is how much was the program? Do you recall how much Cerritos cost for you? Yes. So it was actually super affordable. Um, I think in total, they mark it out to be around 15 grand. Wow. Um, But I paid less than that because it is a community college. I um, filled out the FAFSA and I got the BOG waiver. So actually all my classes were paid for. Um, What I had to pay for myself were just, you know, instruments and stuff that we had to buy. But Cerritos was really great in breaking up that cost. So you know, every semester they would say, okay, you guys, you have to spend $2,000 a semester, $3,000 that semester. That way it wasn't a big, like, 15 grand up front. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a huge difference in our pockets for sure. Was there a reason why you chose private versus community college? Um, I, I don't know. Private just scared me with the cost, honestly. Like, I don't have that kind of money to spend. And I wanted to graduate school with the least debt amount possible. So um, community college was definitely first on my priority list. Now, for those debating on getting their associates versus bachelors, like what would you tell them would be the best advice for them? Like if they're debating like, okay, I want to become a hygienist, but should I get my bachelors or should I not? 
Oh, man, this is very dependent on the person. But for me personally, getting my bachelor's in dental hygiene was not super important because it doesn't really make a difference when you're going to an office, whether you have a bachelor's or an associate's. They just want to make sure that you're a pretty awesome hygienist. So for me, I would probably recommend go and see if you can go into a community college. You get less debt, you come out with an associate's, and if you want to get a bachelor's in dental hygiene or you can get a bachelor's in something else to be safe, um, you just have more options that way. You brought up options as far as with a bachelor's degree. I completely agree with you because I think that different avenues that you can pursue with the bachelor's as a dental hygienist is working for brands like Waterpick or Philips Sonicare or Oral-B. I know that we had tons of reps that came to our schools, and I think a majority of them had a bachelor's degree. Now, other opportunities include becoming an educator or a professor or a dean of a program, but I know in order to become those things, you also have to get like a master's or a PhD, so it doesn't just end at bachelor's. In my case, I only um, got an associate's and I'm very happy with my associate's. I walked out student debt free, just like Simon. And to be honest with you, no one (laughs) in my interviews has ever asked me, do you have a bachelor's? If not, why? Like, why didn't you get one? Could you agree? Yeah, yeah. And and the reason why I said getting a bachelor's in something else is I remember my professors at Cerritos said that if they're hiring a professor, they don't care if the bachelor's is in dental hygiene. It could be in health science or biology or something else. It doesn't have to be specifically dental hygiene. When you go for your master's become an educator, that's when you more so focus on the dental hygiene. Let's get to the juicy stuff. You're married, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? His name is Nick. And, and what does Nick do? Okay, so we have a little health professional duo going here. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, yeah. You know, us, us science nerds. <laughs> he actually just graduated nursing school. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, and he's an RN, correct? Yes. So he's an RN. He just got his license and is currently applying for new grad positions as a nurse. Um, And he's also pursuing getting his bachelor's because I guess in nursing, bachelor's do matter. Yeah, they definitely do matter for nurses. I know there's hygienists out there that also toss around the idea of hygiene versus nursing. And just you seeing your husband going through nursing school, how has that impacted like your choice of a dental hygiene? Like, do you wish that you would have chosen nursing over dental hygiene or? It's actually something I considered prior to going into dental hygiene was if I wanted to become a nurse because our prerequisites are pretty much identical. So you could go either way. Um, for me, I don't know why, but I don't have a stomach for certain things that nurses can do. Like, if I smell a poopy diaper or something, I'm about to throw up. Oh, my God. I would throw up, too. And I'd probably—oh, God. I would probably just leave the poopy diaper. I I know. I couldn't do it. I couldn't stomach it. And if someone were to throw up on me, too, I'm throwing up right next to them or on them. (laughs) Yeah. So if I had a stronger stomach, I probably would have pursued nursing. Um, Just because I think I like that there's a lot of avenues you can go with nursing. It's not so, I don't know, limited as hygiene can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 
obviously a lot of them get benefits too, which is oh, something we're lacking. don't even get me started. We <laughs> lack on that so much, guys. If you are considering hygiene, you also should consider the fact that you are going to have to cover your own benefits. That means that you are going to have to cover your butt of probably three to $500 a month just for yourself, not including your spouse or your kids yep. if they don't get health benefits through their own jobs. Yeah, I know there's some hygienists that get benefits, but those are the ones that normally work full time for corporate offices. And um, just my experience with corporate is that it's not a place I want to work. Yeah, same. <laughs> I love working for private practices. Yeah. It's just where my heart is. I feel like I'm not so pressured to sell, sell, sell. It's exactly. all about the patient. And that's what I love as a hygienist is it all being about the patient solely. Exactly. All right. So you don't have to name any names, but was there a lot of drama in your hygiene program? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we had how many girls? We started off with 19 and we ended with 16 because... Well, you know, people either drop out or they kick them out um, or they just don't make the cut. But living with women, especially 15 of them for two Ugh. years, day in and day out, five days a week, and then on the weekends possibly because you're studying together as well, can really just take a toll over you mentally, physically, and it can just be exhausting. And it gets very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. We just talked about my husband and his nursing program, and I noticed the same thing. I feel like you're like this one dysfunctional family for oh two years. Gosh. Everybody knows each other's stuff. Everybody's and, in clicks. Yeah. It like... gets, and in the beginning, though, it almost is not clicky. You're almost like this happy oh, joyous yeah. family you're singing kumbaya <laughs> everyone's good and then you throw in clinic finding patients grades and you know testing or whatever it may be and everybody's claws comes out oh yes so be prepared and honestly like it's two years of your life just like smile and put up with it and know that you know if you make a good solid friend in hygiene school like it seems like Jasmine did and I made about two solid hygiene friends that's a pretty good number <laughs> yeah that's if you good. can come out with one yeah you're really good but if you can come out with two yes Sam you've made it yeah <laughs> but it, like it when you're in the midst of it it's like oh these people they like they matter so much to me or whatever but Trust me, after the two years, y'all will walk your separate ways and you'll be friends with who you want to be friends with. <laughs> a lot of students ask me, I don't think I'm smart enough. Do you think I'll make it? I have gotten C's. I've flunked out of my couple of my prerequisites courses and I got a barely passing grade. Do you think I'll make it through hygiene school? What would you tell a student that's just down on themselves or doesn't feel like they're good enough? That's so hard. Um, hygiene school is tough and you have to be willing to really, really dedicate yourself and your studies to it. Um, my recommendation, if you are having a hard time with your prerequisites, would be to ask for help, maybe from parents or you know a spouse or whoever can help you. And maybe you don't have a job at that point and you focus more of your time and efforts on studying. Because honestly, I've always said this to everyone, even my own husband who didn't think he could make it through nursing school, that if anyone tries their best, they can achieve anything they really set their mind to. 
So if you are having a hard time in microbiology or something like that, dedicate more time to it. You know, you can see your friends later. You can have a job later. What really matters is getting through school, and it's only such a short portion of your life. If you really go at it, I think anyone can succeed. I think one of the most unspoken topics that doesn't really get discussed a lot is the simple fact that hygiene, the hygiene program takes over your complete life. Oh, yes. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, you have no life. Like Mm -hmm. you give up your friends, you give up your family, you give up functions. You just don't exist outside of hygiene. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. I personally, I had to move away to go to hygiene school because it was in Orange County and I live in Ventura County. And that was my life. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't really have friends out there. And I didn't have a job. Thank you, mom and dad, for supporting me through (laughs) hygiene school. They were the real heroes there. Um, But yeah, so my life was going to school, coming home, and studying. Wow, that's, (laughs) that's, she is speaking the truth, guys. I remember when people would tell me that, and I was like, huh, okay. Like, I, it wasn't that I didn't care. I guess I just didn't believe it. I didn't believe that something could take over your life that much because I took, you know, the prerequisites, and you think, well, if I could handle that, then I can handle anything. (laughs) Yeah, that is so, so true. So, yeah, definitely buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. (laughs) A wild, wild, bumpy ride. What did you use to study for your national boards? Like, what did your class use to study and did they all pass? We had a hundred percent pass rate, so go Cerritos, go Cerritos. <laughs> they have a fantastic like reputation for you know the fabulous teachers all getting us through. So yeah, okay. So what we used, we went to one of those three day uh, seminars. I forget what they're called. They're hosted normally by some sort. Was of... Was it national or the dental hygiene seminars? Was it like a purple book? Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's what we did too. Yeah, it was so worth the money. I. I think we paid around four hundred dollars mm-hmm. for it, maybe three fifty. And you go there for about two nights, three days. Yeah, uh, you go there with your entire class. You split a room because you can't afford diddly squat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they tell you don't drink, don't do anything wild because you're going to be up all day studying, listening to lectures, and highlighting the crap out of your dental hygiene seminar book. And it is so true, but it is worth every single penny. I felt like that was the only tool or book that I really referred to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt so prepared for the written boards. Yeah, the book they provide you with, like if if you don't even care about listening at the seminar, that book is what really like I feel like made me pass the board exam. Um, And in Cerritos, we had bigs and littles. So basically you were like a junior or a senior. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the seniors would sponsor the junior. Um, And so I had a really great big. And he actually lent me his board exam book when he was done with it. So I could start studying early before um, before I actually had that seminar. So, wow, that's really helpful yeah. because then you go in there and it's just a refresher exactly. and a recap of everything that you already know. And it's just, 
you end up reading that book. I feel like I reviewed it at least three to four times, the whole entire thing. Yeah, I I think I started with my Biggs books the start of fourth semester. I started studying. Um, And then when we actually had our seminar, I got my own book and I'm like, woohoo, I can use my highlighter now. (laughs) And it was so great. And I think I actually also used an app on my phone from Andy RDH. Oh, that's a good one too. I think I used that app as well. And there's another one called Student RDH too, which was really helpful. And another uh, thing called Dental dental decks or dental hygiene decks or something oh, like yeah. that and they provide you like different colored uh note cards for each subject as well that was extremely helpful yeah yeah and just word of advice like it's really overwhelming in the beginning but why I started so early is so I could do a little bit every day I would probably study for an hour or two every day there's some people that are like nah I'm just gonna cram like a month before that's just that's not my style I I like to really know the information over a long period of time okay so Spill the beans on this one. (laughs) Did you ever fail a class or fail a competency or fail anything in dental hygiene? I'm like the bad person to ask for this. I actually won the Academic Excellence Award. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you go, girl. That is freaking awesome. I cannot say the same. I failed like probably 30 times. Oh, well, okay. If this makes you feel better. (laughs) On my prerequisites, I had an awful chemistry teacher. And I I don't like chemistry. I love chemistry. I don't like biology. Okay. Well, you you can like or I'll like bio. You can like like him, which probably <laughs> is why I barely, barely passed what is it, oral biology, probably with like a 76, oh, and no. you need a 75. Oh man, you cut it close. Yeah, <laughs> I cut it really close. Yes. Okay, so I am somebody who are, who normally does not fail. So I'm speaking to all you A students out there that hold yourself high to a per- perfect standard. Um, I failed my first exam in chemistry on prerequisites and I called called my dad and cried and said, I can't be a hygienist. I failed. (laughs) Like, I'm going to have to choose a new profession because I can't get through chemistry. Oh, my gosh. Dramatic, Simon. Like, let me just tell you. I had many of those episodes. So if you were dramatic, I had about 20 dramatic episodes. Yes. But look, I... I got rid of some stuff in my life that was, you know, distracting me, and I really buckled down and focused in chemistry. I emailed the teacher, asked him what I could be doing differently, how I could be studying better, and I ended up with an A in that class at the end of the day. What? I don't. I can't even tell you, you are how. Like the but... success story. Look at that. <laughs> she failed her first exam and then walked out with an A. Yes. Yeah. And it's all about hard work and and. You guys, it doesn't matter whether you're getting all A's or C's or whatever. As long as you're getting the grade to pass, that's all that matters. It's not any sort of competition. I was actually really surprised when I won the Academic Excellence Award in uh, in school because I didn't even – I thought – People were way smart, smarter than me. I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I think the only award I got was great community service. 
<laughs> well, you are providing a great community service right now, girl. Well, so maybe they and were right. shout out to all those that get the great community service. You are a good person too. <laughs> I know. Yeah, look at Jasmine. She's making strides for herself. No, but I think I'd rather have the academic award. Ah. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to four and a half years ago. You just graduate Cerritos. What's next? I was so nervous to get a job, but I started like in in school, you really want to start networking, especially for me. I wasn't staying out in Orange County, so I tried networking with people in Ventura County that, you know, I knew. So the one person I started with was one of my dad's friends, actually. Really? Yeah, I knew he was friends with a dentist. So I was like, oh, so you're, you're like, friends with a dentist. Can you hook it up with yeah. the job? <laughs> and he actually did. He uh, contacted his dentist friend, and he got me an interview. And I actually started working, like, right out of hygiene school with where, that dentist. Like, where were your – was it for general, pedo? It was pedo, actually, pediatrics, which if any of you hygienists work in pediatrics, you know it can be very, very hectic. Like, I went from having, you know, two to three patients a day in hygiene school to so many. I can't even count. How many would you see per hour? Uh, Usually two because kids so are— So one every 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kids are on, like, half an hour appointments. And then this pediatric office also has, you know, RDAs. And RDAs— are allowed to polish, so mm-hmm. they're basically doing a lot of the kids' cleanings. But if the kid has tartar, they call the hygienist over to scale the teeth. So sometimes I'd have my own patient and then have to jump over to somebody else's patient and scale their teeth. It was super hectic, and I don't work there anymore, but that's how I started. So where are you now? So I actually finally worked my way up to being full-time at a private office, which was always my goal to be at one office. Um, I work uh, in Simi Valley, which is right around where I live. It, I don't have to take any freeways to get to work. It oh takes me like gosh. six minutes to get there. Six minutes? <laughs> yes. And who's your doctor? Um, his name is Dr. Maradian. Wow. He's been practicing in Simi for, I think, over 20 years. And he's super highly respected in Simi and does fantastic work. Well, that's good to know. Because I think everybody's always looking for a good dentist, whether you're a dental hygienist or just a normal passerbyer. Yeah, if you're if you're in the see me area, come come visit me. There you go. <laughs> you can go see her. What would you say is the most difficult thing about being a hygienist after you graduate? Like what is the one thing you wish you would have known about that maybe they talked to you about in hygiene school, but you didn't either believe it or it wasn't stressed to you enough? What is the one thing hmm. that you wish you knew about hygiene? Um, okay. So this, this is such a hard question because there is a lot of hard aspects about hygiene. Um, But something that they actually did stress to me a lot in hygiene school that I just never really thought would affect me as much is um, ergonomics and your body and how your body feels. I can give you an amen, hallelujah to that because that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough, guys. I, I don't work more than four days a week. Um, because of this. I was told in hygiene school, you guys, be careful. Don't work five days a week. And don't get burnt out. Yeah, because you're going to burn out. Like, you're going to hurt yourself and really focus on your ergonomics. Don't just focus on your ergonomics when you're in front of your professors. Like, really try to hone in what they say and try to make that a part of your daily practice once you become a hygienist because it is so important. It really is so important to 
get yourself to use indirect vision. Mm -hmm. Like don't do these acrobatic positions around your patient because it ruins your body. And you're going to have patients who ask you to be acrobats for them. And I just, oh, there's this one lady I have and she's literally sitting upright and I'll tilt her back maybe an inch. And she's like, no, 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 no. Too much for me. And I'm But like, let me ask Girl. you a question. When the doctor comes in, does she let him put her back? Yes. And I literally asked her this. I was maybe being a little snarky. I was like, <laughs> how do you sleep at night? <laughs> I love that question. That's the one that I use with patients that are just so just inconsiderate and don't think about, you know, the fact that we're sitting there for eight hours, maybe even 10 hours for some hygienists a day Mm -hmm. in the same position. Yeah. And it's sometimes, guys, you just have to grow a pair and stand up for yourself. And I've heard of hygienists starting the chair kind of tilted slightly back before the patient walks in, like if they know it's a difficult patient mm-hmm. and they begin the appointment that way. That's smart. Maybe I'll yeah. have to do that for you Little know, Miss the next time she yeah, comes in. <laughs> yeah, girl, you should definitely try that and let us know how it goes. <laughs> now you currently work for one general dentist. About how many patients do you see on a daily basis? So this is actually something I'm really passionate about fighting for and advocating for for hygienists is not to see more than eight patients a day. I think I got like a whirlwind, you know, starting in pediatrics, and that really burnt me out. And I was surprised to learn that there's a lot of hygienists that do that with adult patients, too, with the assisted hygiene. And I don't I honestly don't think I could do that. Uh, If you are somebody that does that, like, more power to you. Absolutely. But I I don't know, like just jumping from person to person and just being being like a scaling machine, I think kind of robs us of the full experience and potential of a hyg- hygienist. Also, I feel like it also it almost takes away from the quality of work that yeah. we can give. Yeah. Like not every person can have a 30-minute cleaning. Exactly. Not every person is a 15-minute profi. Sometimes it takes 30. Sometimes it takes 40. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need another appointment to finish that mouth because you don't know what they've been doing the last six months. Exactly. <laughs> you can't really anticipate. And I've actually had you know an office manager in the past who asked me this question. She's like, why, you know, this person's a perio maintenance and this one's a profi. Why do you need an hour for both? Like, you seem to finish this one earlier and this one was later. And I'm like, I cannot anticipate how that person's home care has been the last six months, three months, four months, you know? Yeah, I think that one thing a lot of hygienists fear is standing up for themselves. And you have to learn that if you don't have a backbone for yourself, no one's going to do it for you. That is so They true. will walk all, all over you. Yep. And for you to stand your ground, that's okay because you only get one body. You only get one right hand or one left hand, whatever is your dominant hand, and <laughs> two shoulders and one back. Like, if you don't treat your body like gold, no one else will. You are not meant to act like a robot or be a machine and yeah. run every 30 minutes. It's just you're going to get burnt out. Yeah, totally. That's why eight patients a day is the way to go, honestly. And then sometimes less than that. Like if I have an SRP, I get an hour and a half for half the mouth. Wow, that's pretty good. So yeah. they, they give you a full hour and a half for every half. So what do they do for the, the other half hour? Um, That is just 
it's left. So oh, okay. yeah. So, so basically, you get yeah. two hours. Yeah, basically. And then it t- typically takes you like an hour and a half, and uh-huh. you can either finish cleaning up the thirty minutes, writing your notes, catching yeah. up, restocking, whatever. Yeah, because hygiene's do. not really like a normal job where. I think there's a rule where it's like every four hours you're supposed to have a 15-minute break or something like that. (laughs) What is that? That is not (laughs) in our schedule. What is a 15-minute break? I barely know know what a bathroom break is. I know. So my doctor really trusts us. Like if we finish early or whatever and we're going into the back to like grab a snack to eat or go to the bathroom, like we're allowed that time. And it's important to realize that it's actually a mandated law, whether it's in the schedule or not. You deserve a break, okay? <laughs> yes, yes, you you go take that break. Even if you have to stop in the middle of a patient and go to the potty, go. <laughs> okay, so you're at your first couple interviews. They know that you just graduated hygiene school, and they offer you 5 to $10 below what the average pay is for your, for your area. What would you say to your old self? And... In reference to accepting that position for that low pay. Oh, I wish I wish I had Jasmine in my life prior. Because <laughs> honestly, I, okay, I reconnected with Jasmine at a family friend's function. And I'm so grateful because now she's stuck with me forever. <laughs> forever. Forever. <laughs> um, okay. I wish I had her to tell me this before because I did that first job I accepted way lower than what I should have. Have. And that is one of the reasons why I'm not there anymore, because they were not paying me what I was worth. And how long were you there for? I was there for almost three years. Wow. And I think I met Jasmine after I'd been a hygienist for like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And she was like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you deserve more. And I was like, I do. I do deserve more. And she does, guys. She has the <laughs> best personality. And I could see right from just meeting her and getting to know her that her patients probably value her so much and find her to be one of their friends every six months that they catch up with or four or three months, whatever it may be. And so, yeah, I felt like you deserved more than what they were paying you. And I don't think that was your fault that you accepted that. I think that a lot of us just feel like, you know, I just graduated. I probably don't deserve more than that number. They're telling me that. So it's probably true. Yeah. And you're just so eager to get out there and start working. At least I was. I just was so excited to have a job opportunity. And when you go from before I was I was a dental assistant before making like close next to nothing going from that to like a much bigger number I'm like well I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. I'll take it. (laughs) But yes, know your worth and you know, don't accept those lower jobs because it drives down the whole field for everyone. I think one of the best uh, recommendations that I have that we did as a class uh, right before graduating and leaving our program was we had a class discussion about what was the lowest amount that we were going to accept as a class. And the going rate for my area was $50. So we made a a pact within each other and said, you know what? No one is allowed to accept anything lower than $50. No matter how great the job sounds or how hard it may may seem to keep going for more interviews, don't accept low pay. Mm -hmm. I remember when we actually met and we had this discussion of like, you go fight for more. You can do it. Um, what was it like going back and asking your job for more money? So I went back because uh, 
I asked, and they gave me a little bit more at the pedo office, but not what I asked for still. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang, like, what is up with this place? And like, you had been there for three years. Yes. Did you ever call out sick? Do you find, no. Did, were you a loyal hygienist? <laughs> I was so loyal. And <laughs> a lot of, like you said, like, I am very relational, and I, I do create really good relationships with my patients. So I felt like I was actually a very integral role uh, or a person there. And I honestly took it like a slap in the face. And that is ultimately why I left. So I think it's so important if there is a dentist out there listening to this to really value your employees and pay them what they're worth and listen to them when they they ask you. And they actually, you know, I presented a very uh, big case. I, I told them why I deserved uh, the race. And um, if you want loyalty and you want people to be satisfied in their job, at least try to work with them. Don't just tell them, which is what verbatim what they told me when I was uh, when I asked for the final time to actually get paid what I was what the going rate for was $50 an hour, like Jasmine said. Um, they said that I had maxed out what they normally pay for hygienists. And let's keep in mind, they see two pedos an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they probably do a lot of fillings and I would assume a lot of fluorides as well. Oh, yeah. So And we do sealants. And I was, like I said, jumping not only from my patient to other people's patients and scaling those patients too. So for the amount of like just exhaustion I had from working there and for them not valuing me and paying me what I was worth, I finally decided to look for something else. And I did find something like right away, which was really, really cool. So sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith and just go for it. Yep. Even if that means giving up what you know is secure at that moment. A hundred percent. Work for one general office right now, one doctor. Mm-hmm. What would you say is something that you look for in a doctor, knowing that you found your home? So you see your doctor now, and you're like, okay, this is perfect. This is where I want to be. What did you find in him or his office or his team or philosophy that made you happy? Oh man, he okay. For one, he's an excellent dentist. Um, That is important to me. I don't know if it's important to everyone else, but I always wanted to work at a place where I would feel comfortable bringing my own family. I don't want to work for a dentist that might be doing a bad job, bad feelings like you know, we all know what a bad feeling looks like, and <laughs> I I just don't want to work for you, a dentist. You mean you don't like overhangs? No, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So just, yeah, that is number one criteria. So, you know, if I catch on or if I, you know, start seeing patients or even if you do a working interview, honestly, you can normally look at people's x-rays and be like, oh, the doctor did that one? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can kind of tell right away. Yeah. So that's a huge huge one. Um, Another one is that he trusts us, which I really value. Um, He trusts me with my patients. I feel like I am almost my own boss, which is something I really like as a hygienist. Mm -hmm. Um, I more so feel like we're on a team rather than he's my boss telling me what to do all the time. Um, and it's a comfortable work environment just with the staff that's there too. Yeah. I see you guys always have like birthday celebrations or holiday celebrations. I think that's so neat and it creates this fun environment where it doesn't always feel like work. 
Exactly. Yeah, we're we are, you know, a small little family there. Not as dysfunctional as it was in hygiene school. <laughs> but you know well, that's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, but it's a great place to work for. He knows my worth and he values me and pays me accordingly, which is really awesome too. Much for letting me drill you with a whole bunch of questions and I appreciate you coming on to my podcast. Of course, anytime. If you have any undying questions you have to ask. And I'm I must say here. thank you to Nick because I know that you only get a couple days with your wife on her off days. And so I appreciate you letting me steal her. Aww. <laughs> but He's like, now, great, I finally have some time away from my wife. I know. <laughs> it's just like it, we're coming up to the holidays and we're trying to milk every moment. To together or just doing a whole lot of Netflix and chill or Hallmark and chill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so, so close. All the holidays. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful that you were able to come on my podcast, Just Fawcett. And stay tuned because next week we will have another podcast for now. Peace and have a great day. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Registered dental hygienist, traveler, fashionista. You've been listening to Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra. Keep up with Jasmine at justflossit.com and follow her on Instagram and TikTok at Just Floss It. Thanks for listening.